Hello and welcome to Sarah Edge. This is Luke Snyder, and today there is going to be reading Upside Down Magic Six and Stones by what is it? Sorry. Uh, Sarah Mwinowski. Sarah Uh, Lauren Miracle. And Emily Jenkins. So. She's reading it against our will. She's reading it against our will. But it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So. And I'm going to stop the recording now. Now. Oh, okay. When Nori Horace turned into a coat, she had the body of a black kitten and the head of a tiny goat. She could jump from floor, from the floor to the kitchen counter. She could root through the laundry and nibble on yummy socks. She was good at chasing butterflies. Her coat was a pretty awesome animal, actually, but Nori's Aunt Margot didn't like it. Coat Nori ate Aunt Margot's flowers and her carpets. And of course, her socks. Yesterday morning, Coat Nori ate all the Fruity Doodles breakfast cereal, plus the box it came in, plus the tablecloth, two loaves of bread, and part of Aunt Margot's couch. Nora was a flexor. Her magic talent was that she could change into animals, but most flexors transformed into ordinary creatures like cats and dogs and rabbits. Nori was different. She could she could become ordinary animals, but they didn't stay ordinary for very long. Aunt Margot had specifically asked Nori not to flux into a coat today, because Margot's boyfriend, Figs, was coming over for dinner, and Margot wanted the place to stay clean. Also, kids weren't supposed to do magic without supervision until they grew up and got licensed. As if anyone followed that rule. Nori loved Aunt Marco and didn't want to let her down. She planned to say in plain old girl form. Brown skin, bright eyes, big hair, lucky purple jeans, new red sneakers. Aunt Margo had left early for her taxi job, so Nori was alone. She was standing on the porch of Margo's small clapboard house in the town of Dwindle, waiting for her friend Elliot. She figured this way, even if she did flux into a, a coat by accident, she would st- the house would stay clean. Nori and Elliot usually watched to, walked to school together, but today turned out to be different. Today, Elliot was late. Nori noticed a butterfly flapping overhead and wondered if she could change into a coat really quickly and then change back. It felt so good to chase a butterfly as a coat. No, 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 Nori told herself. No coat this morning. No unsupervised flexing. The butterfly fluttered above her face. No, no coat. Don't flux. As with most people, Nori's magic 
magic had bubbled up when she was 10. Before that, she'd gone to ordinary school, as everyone else did. Starting in fifth grade, kids went to magic school. Her new school, Dwindle, was a public magic school. That meant anyone could go there, unlike the private academies, which were expensive and hard to get into. Dwindle offered classes like math, and literature and gym, as well as standard magic classes for five categories of regular magic students. Flyers, flares, fluxers, fuzzies, and flickers. Flyers flew. Flares had fire magic. Fluxers turned into animals. Fuzzies could communicate with animals. Flickers could become invisible or turn things invisible. Or turn other things invisible. But not every kid had regular magic. Nori didn't, for example. So there was a problem for schools. Where should they put the students whose magic was is unusual? Answer. As an answer, Dwan Edel had started offering a new class. It was called Upside Down Magic. Nori's father had sent Nori to live with her aunt just so she could be in it. There were seven other fifth grade kids in the class. Like Nori, all of them had something wonky about their talent. Only they weren't supposed to say wonky. Their teacher, Mrs. Starr, wanted everyone to say different or unusual instead. Nori wished that the kids in the regular classes would follow that rule, but most of them didn't. Lots of them called the UDM kids wonky, or they called them flops. A group of fifth-grade flarers were the worst. They called themselves the Sparkies, and they teased the UDM kids as much as possible. Look, there's that wonko who turned into a skunk elephant. and smelled up the whole cafeteria, they told anyone who would listen. And yes, Nori had turned into a skunk elephant earlier in the year. She had smelled up this whole cafeteria. But did the Sparkies need to rub it in? No. Nori bounced on her toes. She turned her head from right to left, searching for Elliot. Instead, she spotted... A skinny, dark-haired boy is skidding around the street corner and running her way. He was flush and sweaty. He wore a baseball cap and a navy shirt with white lettering that read Cider Cup Police Squad. It was Backskeeper, another UDM kid. You're going to be late, Bax called as he dashed by. Yikes. He was right. Hey, wait, Nori called, sprinting after him. Bax looked over his sh- shoulder, then, but kept going. Then, whoa, his feet flew up, his head whipped forward, his arms wheeled, and then he went down hard. Bam. Nori cringed and slapped her hand over her eyes. She peeked through her, her fingers, already knowing what she could see. Yep, Bax had turned into a rock. But that was his upside-down magic. Bax was a fluxer, but he didn't flux into animals. He fluxed into a rock. He did it every day, and pretty much never on purpose. Always he turned into the same enormous gray rock. Well, once he fluxed into a leash, but that was an 
exception. Every other time, enormous gray rock. Nori raced over. Bax, are you all right? She was met with silence since Rock Bax couldn't talk. Also, Rock Bax couldn't fox back, which made Nori feel really bad for him. It would be dreadful, she thought, to flex into a rock with no mouth. No arms, no ears, and to be stuck like that. For him to change back, somebody had to take him to the nurse's office for an icky green in potion that did the trick. Nori's shoulders sagged. Today she would have to be that somebody. They were both going to be really late for school. Bax's head hurt, his feet hurt, his arms hurt, even his earlobes hurt. Why did it hurt so much after he fluxed? Bax never knew what went on when he was a rock. Other fluxers kept human, kept their human minds when they changed into animal forms. Well, most of the time, keeping control over your human mind was in, was an important fluxer technique. But Bax had zero control over anything when he fluxed. He hated it. Bax remembered running to school, and he remembered tripping. After that, everything was blank. Now he found himself in the nurse's office. Good morning, good morning, Nurse Riley said, smiling. Bax blinked and tried to get his bearings. He was sitting on a cot. A scratchy blue blanket was draped over his shoulders, and his tongue felt slimy. It was because of the Birdle Box, the achy green in potion. Nurse Riley applied to rock back, applied it. Nurse Riley applied it. Wait, it, it was Birdle Box, the achy green potion Nurse Riley had used to turn him into a boy. Bax hated Birdle Box. It tasted like rotten lettuce. And how did it end up in his mouth? Nurse Riley... Riley applied it to Rockbacks with a paintbrush. Nurse Riley was cool, though. He had sideburns and an easy grin, and he acted as if it were perfectly normal to paint backs with green, smelly stuff on a daily basis. You flux on the way to school, Nurse Riley said. Who brought me here? Nori Horace delivered you in an old time of baby carriage, if you can believe it. A baby carriage? Wasn't that resourceful? Nori got it from Rain's garden. Her aunt uses it to hold potted pants. Plants. Bax had been in Nori's backyard. Now he noticed the carriage in the corner of the room. It was just as he remembered it. Large and curved with spindly wheels. Nori had pushed him to school in it. She pushed him to, to school like a doll. Nurse... Riley handed him the trash can. I should get I could get you a jelly a jello cup if you're alright. If you'd like to settle your stomach. To settle your stomach? That's okay. Bax waited till the museum passed. Then he stood up. The blue blanket slid off of him. I should go to class. Ah uh, yes, you should, said Nurse Riley. You- he clapped backs on the back. I should see you this afternoon, most likely. Backs moaned. Nurse Riley put his hand to his heart and staggered back, pretending to be wounded. I never mind a visit from you, Backs. You're one of my favorite patients. It's nice 
you says, I'm turning into a rock more than ever. I don't know. You did the leash that one time. And Miss Star says, you're making good progress. She says, your headstands are getting stronger. She's crazy about headstands for kids with upside-down magic, said Bax. Someone and should get her a headstand for her birthday. Nurse Riley laughed. Bax left the infirmary and walked slowly to class. The halls were lined with bright red fire extinguishers to keep flare problems in line. Neatly printed signs were everywhere. No fires except in the flare lab. Reckless flying prohibited. Pro- prohibited. Fuzzies is, may not bring mice, rats, or snakes to school without outwritten permission. Bax spotted a couple of new school spirit posters on the lockers. There are sign-ups for the Dwendiddle Kitten Ball team and other after-school clubs. Flyball, Invisible Diving. Bax passed the regular fifth-grade Fluxer class and saw students sitting at their desks taking notes. Regular Fluxers were expected to master a black kitten within the first month. After that, they worked on adding colors to their kittens. Calico, ginger, tabby, and so on. Parisians are difficult because of their long fur, Bax heard the teacher say. Long fur requires sustained control, and of course it's hard to keep neat. Bax paused at the edge of the door. He watched the teacher climb onto the table in her human form. Is everyone watching? She flexed smoothly into a white fluffy Parisian cat with a squished face. Then she flexed back. The flattened facial features take practice, she asked, and that leads me to your homework for tonight. Bax trudged on. He would never be in that class. He would probably never flux into the into even the simplest black kitten. The other fluxers would never stop thinking he was weird. At the far end of the hall was a giant glass collection jar labeled pennies for potions. It was a school-wide charity drive that had been going on for a week. Kids brought in their spare pennies, and when the jar was full, the school would donate the money to fund potions for a medical clinic in a poor neighborhood. Bax fished in his pockets, but came up empty. Sheesh, he'd meant to bring in pennies, but he'd forgotten. He promises himself to come in a little earlier and bring some tomorrow. There is a big spare change bowl on the kitchen counter at home, and Bax would sure... Uh, and Bax was sure his dad wouldn't mind him taking a handful of pennies. When he got to the upside-down magic classroom, he found Mrs. Star swirling a hula hoop hoop around her waist. She wore a hot pink blouse and matching stinker sneakers. You concentrate with your body, not your mind, she said as Bax walked in. There was a pile of colorful plastic hoops on the carpeted area of the classroom, just like headstands. Miss 
star said, still hooping. At first you think, then you do. But with practice, you begin to do without thinking. It's a wonderful way to connect to your own unique magic. Mrs. Star was already ha- was having them do things that seemed strange and silly: headstands, interruptive dance, balancing poses, deep breathing, trust exercises, sharing their feelings secretly. Bax admired her. A lot, but he tried to be cool and not show it. Mrs. Star waved back, waved at Bax to say hello, but didn't interrupt the lesson to ask him where he'd been. Probably because she already knew. Nori had likely told the entire class about she'd he- heroically rescued Bax in a baby carriage. His skin grew hot. How many people had seen him in it? Bax dropped into his seat and tried to stop thinking about it. He glanced around. Besides him and Nori, there were only four UMD kids in class today. Andrews floated on the ceiling. He was an upside-down flyer. Sebastian and saw invisible things. He was an upside-down flicker. Pepper frightened animals. She was an upside-down fuzzy. Marigold strengthens. Nobody knew what marigold was. There are two studi- students missing. Elliot and an upside-down Elliot, an upside-down flare who made ice, and Willa, an upside-down flare who made it rain indoors. Miss Stop. Miss Starr talked more about the symbolism of circles. Then she made all the students stand up and get hula hoops. There was room for everyone in the carpeted section of the classroom. Hey, Bax, Nori said in a low voice. You feeling better? Bax pretended he hadn't heard. Bax, can I tell you something? She persisted. We're supposed to be hula hooping, said Bax. I put a towel over you and brought you in the back door of the school. You what? Nori shrugged. I would hate it if I flexed and couldn't change up. Ch- change back, and I would hate it even more if someone saw me arriving at school like that. I figured you wouldn't want anyone to see you in the C-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. Everyone here can spell carriage, Nori. Okay, but nobody saw. That's all I wanted to tell you. Bax knew he should say thank you, but the words wouldn't come. Instead, he said, you've never gotten stuck. You're always able to flux back and after you turn into something, Nori paused for a section. A second. Then she said, "Did I wa- did I tell you that I once flucked into a- fluxed into a puppy with squid legs? Ew! I smeared squid ink all over my dad's slippers. Then I chewed them. I attached myself to the bathroom wall and squirted ink at my brother too. Nori, backs." Said, Mrs. said Mrs. Star, less lips, more hips. Get hooping. Both Nor and Bax picked up their hoops, but Bax couldn't focus on his mind-body connection or whatever it was Mrs. Star was hoping they'd work on. The only thing in his mind that he'd pick puppy with 
squid legs.